Welcome back to Tech Enabled, an AI podcast on technology, public policy, and economic opportunity. I'm your host, John Bailey. The changing nature of work is providing both the fastest job growth and income gains to those with higher levels of skills and education. It's vital then for governors, mayors, and education leaders to have better real-time data about their labor markets, including the skills that are most in demand. This has become even more important as leaders work to help workers who became unemployed during COVID-19 find a path back to employment. Today, we're going to explore the data that's provided by MZ, which helps workforce and economic development organizations improve their economic ecosystems. Their data covers more than 99% of the workforce. It comes from a variety of government sources, job postings, and online profiles and resumes. We're joined this week by Kelly Bailey, MZ's Director of Strategy. She has previously worked with Columbia University School of Professional Studies and also served on Pearson's Employability Advisory Board. She has a great last name, but we are not related, but we're excited that she's joining our show today. Welcome. Tell us a little bit, like, what is MZ? So MZ is a labor market analytic firm in the shortest way to describe it. (laughs) But essentially, they pull data from a number of different sources related to our labor market economy, and they analyze it and offer it up to various organizations for their use to make better decisions. Where do you get the labor market data? So pretty much we get data from over 90 different sources. It's anything from traditional data sets from the federal government, state governments, local governments. We also get data from hundreds of millions of job postings, hundreds of millions of social media profiles and resumes. So lots of stuff coming in. (laughs) So that's amazing. So it's not just like a breadth of 90, but a depth I mean, that sounds like that's like real-time data versus I know with a lot of government data sets, it's lagging. You're lagging by months or in some cases years. But is it right that some of this is real-time? Yeah, the job posting data, the social media profile data, like that is all what we would consider real-time versus traditional. That helps us. I mean, not only does it help us kind of keep up where traditional data sets tend to sort of lag in time, but it also helps us sort of peel back the layers of the traditional data sets. So a lot of times, those are going to be at things like occupation, industry level. A lot of our jobs these days tend to be you know, something that's not captured by that data set that was initially created a very long time ago. There are ways that it's wonderful. And then there's ways where it's sort of like lagging. So the combination of the two types of data, meaning traditional and the real time, sort of gives us everything to see a really good full picture, if you will. All right. So local economic dynamism just requires aligning your education and your workforce system with emerging jobs in the area. So obviously, real-time data is super important with helping to inform that, align it, and shape it. What are some ways that you're seeing leaders using MZ to do that? Well, especially now, obviously, there's a lot going on with this high level of unemployment. So, you know, we've typically worked with leaders in regions to begin with, states, local areas. And a lot of times they were trying to just discover, you know, they just don't have available to them this sort of like real-time data in a way that's digestible to help them make these connections. But obviously what's happened now has essentially lit a fire under what was already going on, right? So now we have this these people that are on unemployment. We need to get them reemployed. We need the system that was already broken to work better. And we need to now make an adjustment that a lot of us that have been doing this for a long time have been saying, but now it's prevalent, right? So 
these leaders tend to use this type of data to really just to help them not only align their systems, like, okay, what's going on in my region? What are employers hiring for? Obviously, shifts have happened because of COVID. So how do I now see what shifts have happened in my labor market area? What do my people look like on unemployment? Do they have education? Do they not have education? How can I understand what they look like so I know what the strategy needs to be to help them through getting the learning that they need for this reemployment strategy that we're trying to put together, but also in this whole thing, like shift it so that when this happens in the future, not meaning necessarily a virus, although that could happen, but anything that is a recession, as long as we've created this really strong foundation through this process, you know, hopefully it won't be as bad as it is today. Well, that's amazing. Because you're right. Like, I mean, obviously right now, COVID is the economic shock, but a community could be facing all sorts of economic shocks. Manufacturing plant that closes or an employer that leaves or some sort of trade issue. There's a number of different shocks that could hit an area. Completely. Just talking about different ways like leaders could use it, but I know you also have a tool for individuals, something called Skills Match. What is Skills Match? So Skills Match is essentially a personalized learning and career pathway tool. We have sort of two versions of this. So we, during this time, we were working on sort of developing this new technology initially for colleges, for universities, for them to help their students be able to make better decisions. And when we were testing it internally, we had loaded it up with some free non-credit courses just for our employees and sort of friends and family to play with and see like, is this really working? And then COVID hit, right? And so we were like, man, this has actually been very helpful. We should really open this up as a free resource because so many people are finding themselves, especially the industries that are most affected, like hospitality, food and beverage, right? Like there are so many people that just really need to figure out what they want to do in the immediate. (laughs) But also they're like, man, I don't want to be here again either. I want to make my life better. So the tool itself, basically, we here at MZ and at Strata, we talk a lot about something called a skill shape. So essentially, every person has their own skill shape, meaning you and I have different education, right? Or maybe there's someone that has no education. And then there could be, I've had different jobs than you've had and that other people have had. So the skills that I've learned over time will look different. Everyone has their own sort of like personalized set of skills that they've learned through their education and work history. And if we can understand what they look like, and we can understand maybe something they're interested in or offer them up in terms of skill shape, you know, what other shapes of jobs might not be too far of a stretch from them, something they might not have realized, but it's not like I need to go back and get a master's to get this job. It means like I could take maybe a couple non-credit free courses and I would be ready to go for this job. And so if we can take and understand that person, we can then understand and offer them up possible opportunities and where they need a bit of learning to kind of make that step. We can also create, it's almost like a puzzle piece. So I'm the puzzle piece, right? And then I have a puzzle piece of learning that's filling the gap until I can be ready for that job. So that tool, which is available free online at skills.mzdata.com. And that tool right on the top bar, you'll see we have COVID resources. We actually have two free resources on there. One being fill your skills gap, which will bring you right into that skills match tool. 
and it helps you sort of inventory yourself. It offers you up those free non-credit courses and it actually has job postings, like live job postings right in there, ready to go. So you can help kind of move along your way. But there's also a free resume optimizer. I'll just plug that because it's a great resource. Like if you are then realizing that, man, okay, I'm ready. Like I want to apply to this job, but you don't know how to get your resume where it needs to be. That tool will help you do that. So I won't go into it too much, but definitely check it out. And then so Skills Match, just coming back to that for one second. So we have the free resource of Skills Match that's available to any person struggling right now. And then we also have a premium version of Skills Match that we offer to these leaders in these regions, directly to schools, directly to companies. And that is really going to be targeted and filled with their learning content. So we can ingest their learning content and create those matches for them as well. I love the idea of like the a person's skill shape. It brings to mind like all sorts of metaphors, like instead of a round peg in a square hole, like there's right. a lot of people who feel like, gosh, I just don't match that job. But now this is a way to sort of help you figure out the best way to develop your shape to match that job. Exactly. Sort of like this concept of like precision medicine we keep talking yeah. about. It's the same thing. It's like precision learning. That's right. Yeah. It's a good segue because you, you mentioned precision medicine. You just released a report looking at COVID-19 and social determinants of health to kind of better explain why some regions have had a, a bigger impact in terms of COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations and sadly, you know, fatalities and why others have gone relatively unscathed. So what is this report and what is it that you learned from the research with it? Yeah. So the report, and I would love for everyone to check this out. It is just like a fascinating read. I'm going to tell you that. And the tool itself, the health risk index is live as well, freely available to use, helping leaders make better decisions. But let me talk a little bit about the report here for a second. So two of our colleagues wrote the report, Dr. Wayne Geary. He is the SVP of data science here at MZ, as well as my other colleague, Rob Sense, who is the chief innovation officer here at MZ. So Dr. Wayne Geary, he has a background, I mean, just super interesting gentleman. He is a location economist with a background in social epidemiology. And we were seeing that all of these leaders were making these decisions on one piece of data. Of course, at the time when this all started, it was just everyone searching. I want to do the right thing. I want to keep people safe. So it totally makes sense. But what we found was that there's actually potential other risk factors that we weren't sort of like combining together and correlating and looking at. And so with his background and what he was seeing, he was like, I think I can build a model for this. <laughs> and he did. He basically looked at four risk factors. So the first risk factor is preconditioned population. And that just means the number of people who within the last year have been treated for diabetes, visited a cardiologist, taken asthma medication, or smoked. So essentially what they've been talking about makes you high risk. We looked at those factors. Second, he looked at population density. So meaning like the number of people per square mile in a region. Thirdly, he looked at workplace interaction. So that's like a measure of the overall workplace density of specific regions. And then the fourth factor he looked at was population health. So essentially, the age, income, and education level of a region's population typically affects their overall health. So we wanted to look at that. And then he also correlated that or compared that to the number of COVID cases by geography 
just to make sure that the factors that we were seeing mixed together were really a good indicator of what was happening. And quite honestly, in the report, it shows you the factor, it was almost right on. There was just a couple areas that were maybe like outliers, if you will. But for the most part, these four risk factors were really determining when a region was having a higher spread. And so it obviously showed exactly what we saw in the New York area, which is I'm in New Jersey. So I know that this is happening. But you know, as you can imagine, the level, the population of people that had preconditions in the New York metro area, obviously, we know New York population density, really strong, obviously, workplace interaction and getting on public transportation. That was a huge one. And then the population health, same thing, like all of the factors were high. So you could really see that that was happening. But when you look at this map, and again, it's an interactive map available through the report, and you can go ahead and see that overall, the whole area of the U.S., you can see which areas have more risk, which areas have less risk. I know there was some things going on in the news about sort of like, you know, these meat packing plants and how they're working in such close proximity. And you can actually see that they had higher risk and a little bit more spread in that area because of the work conditions. So as leaders are really trying to make decisions on how to reopen, even an organization, when they're determining, like if I'm Amazon, I might be trying to figure out, you know, what plant should I be reopening versus another plant? Like, where do I have to be more careful? This type of information overlaid together on this map is fascinating. We can take this down, although it's showing MSAs, on this particular report and on this map, we can take that down to the county level. So, you know, you can just go ahead and contact us and we can bring that down if you're really focused on a particular region and trying to make the best decisions for your region. Yeah, that's amazing because part of the reason we had states closing their entire state is because we lacked precision data to be able to sort of assess. I think what we're going to see going forward with COVID as we manage life with COVID and work with COVID and learning with COVID is tools like yours that can help us assess risk in different areas and take steps and precautions the same way that there are different areas in Florida that are more at risk for different types of hurricane damage or flooding. And this is a really useful contribution for folks trying to figure out their risk levels in a city. Speaking of COVID, obviously governors are still managing the health issues with COVID, but We've now entered a phase with reopening economies and and mayors and governors and state policymakers are really wrestling with a number of different factors about how to take people that are unemployed and get them employed and what are the best economic tools and incentives to restart the economy. Like, How can MZ help a local or state leader with better informing their decisions, targeting their resources? What are some examples there and what are some ways that they could use? Yeah, of course. I mean, we are working with a number of states and regions on this as well right now. We ended up just recently because the strategy seemed to be similar yet prescriptive, if you will, right? Because every region has a slightly different makeup, slightly different risk factors, right? So there is definitely more precision strategies that can happen. But overall, the types of strategies were very similar. So we went ahead and put together a data-driven reemployment strategy And basically, it offers three things. So number one being, how can we inform decision makers? So not only through this health risk index, but also dashboards of more targeted data. So like understanding the landscape, you know, going back to that concept of skill shapes for a minute, every region has their own skill shape as well. So they have their own set of employers. 
they have a different population with different needs, right? They have different learning opportunities. So we really need to sort of like gather what's going on in their area and offer it up in sort of this beautiful dashboard where the leaders in that area or in that state can say like, okay, now I know what the landscape is. It's all in front of me. It's a little easier for me to now say when this makes sense, when this makes sense. Like if my supply in this area and the jobs in this area look different, then maybe we need to dial back this and maybe we need to train for this. When I have this many people on unemployment that don't have education and I have this many employers that are looking for people, let's say I didn't know that they would accept someone without a bachelor's degree. But now I know and I targetedly know what skills they're looking for. So I can take my educators and say, okay, here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. It can create this much more like targeted view for each reason. So number one is just making sure that we have all of the right data in one place in a dashboard so that can inform the decision makers. Number two in this is aligning the training and education. So the thing is with education, as you know, like a lot of times, most educators don't talk about the skills that they're teaching. <laughs> and they, they typically haven't even developed education in that way. But just like we talked about with, I mentioned like the precision learning, it's essentially that. So once we know what's going on, how can we help the educators, any learning providers in our region, in our state, understand what it is that is in demand, what will help these people get reemployed and create smaller targeted learning content that can build? You know, there are plenty of different ways to do this, but in the auspices of like working with MZ, we call it skillifying education. So really making sure that anyone that is working in these reemployment strategies understands what skills they're training and how to target that to the most deserving population at this point. And the third piece of this is using those skills to inform and connect the people with the learning and the work. So essentially, that skills match tool that I talked about, that's basically it. That's amazing. An incredibly powerful suite of tools that are going to help, I think, mayors and governors and policymakers, but most importantly, people that as they're just navigating these very turbulent waters coming out of COVID. So Kelly, thank you so much, A, for all you're doing and B, for just joining us today. Just so appreciate you and the MZ and the Strata team. Thanks so much. My pleasure. 